Facebook Live, and you here that are gathered together, welcome to Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, let's invite the Lord to speak to our hearts. We need prayer more than anything. Uh, it's the best thing we can do. Let's call on his name and seek his face. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the opportunity to pray and talk to you and draw nigh to you, Lord. Help, your, help us to allow your word to influence our heart and draw us closer to you and that, that we would submit in every area and bring you glory and praise in Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. Some of you uh, may have been expecting another end time message. Sorry, but for several years this has been rolling around in my mind. And uh, this year I began to write it down and started focusing on it. And uh, I really feel like this is what I really need to teach. So I hope this will bless you in your walk with the Lord. Uh, scripture from Genesis to Revelations talks about sin and what sin brings to the person that indulges in it. Jesus said in John 5 and 14, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. So God had visited this person, healed this person, and warned him, don't sin, because if you do, a worse thing is liable to come. Malachi 2 and 2, if ye will not hear, and if ye will not lay it to heart, to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. The New Testament tells us that the Old Testament revealed sin. Romans 7 and 7. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. When you open your Bible, it's only a few pages, that, and you read of the first sin by mankind, and the de devastating effects that it produced. Effects that were not just to them that had sinned, but to the whole world. Genesis 3, 2 and 5. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Satan tells Eve, God's a liar. You cannot trust his word. God is cheating you. 
Because if you eat of this tree, you'll be as gods. You see, God doesn't really love you. The lie he has told everyone. As you continue reading, you find that Eve succumbs to eating the forbidden fruit. And she doesn't stop there, but she gives it to Adam to eat also. They disobeyed God's word. And the world and mankind are cursed, not just Adam and Eve, but the whole world to our present day and beyond. Genesis 3, 14 and 19. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all. Verse 16. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Verse 18. Thorns and thistles. Verse 19. In the sweat of thy face, till thou return unto the ground. Death is promised. Women still suffer in childbearing. The ground still produces weeds. Man still toils by the sweat of his brow. And worst of all, death still comes. But in all of it, God gave a promise. Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus is the seed that would bruise the head of the serpent. And now we know that our Elohim, our all in all, the creator of all things, who will not give his glory to another, even became our sacrifice. And in so doing has removed the power of sin and death. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 and 57 says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah Elohim in the Old Testament had Hosea the prophet pen these words. Hosea 13, 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. God's blessings trump the curses. Easy to read version says it this way. 1 Corinthians 15 again. O death, where is your victory? Where is your power to hurt? Death's power to hurt is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But we thank God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the easy-to-read version. The curses still exist, 
but their power in a born-again Christian has been destroyed. The power of it has been destroyed. As we continue reading in Genesis, it's only a few verses, and the next sin, the next curse, is revealed. And I don't believe that God curses, but rather sin produces a condition that requires a curse in an effort to straighten and manifest the ugliness of sin. So it's really sin that produces the curse. Genesis 4, 10 and 12. And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Cain's curse doesn't just affect Cain. Can you imagine his wife's feelings as she suffers with poverty? How she wrestles with her thoughts towards this judgment that has come upon her husband? Or his children, especially if they are neighbors to somebody like Job, who God has blessed with abundance. Did they blame their father? Or the fact that he was their father blame the world? Did they become bitter? Did they feel that they had a right to steal somebody else's stuff? God's creation started with equality, but sin, murder, produced inequality. Then there is this man of faith, one who had talked to God and called out to God. He murders a man, and what happens? King David, he sinned, committing adultery with another man's wife. Then he had her husband murdered. Nathan the prophet came to him and told him a story of a rich man who had many sheep while his neighbor had one. And the stranger came to the rich man and the rich man slew his neighbor's one ewe lamb to feed the stranger. David was outraged. He won a judgment until Nathan the prophet said, you're the man. And look what Nathan the prophet had said. Now therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbors, 
and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. And of course, David turned and cried out to the Lord, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. And of course, there's a lot that goes on in this chapter. You come down to the 10th verse and it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew in me a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And it continues. And the Lord God called him a man after my own heart in the New Testament. Yet we know the word that was pronounced on David by the prophet came to pass. David's sin influenced his own household and went his concubines before all Israel. And the sword did not depart from him. He had to flee Israel. He was a fugitive. Then there is Ham, the next curse in the book of beginnings resulting from sin. Genesis 9, 25 and 27. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. Not Ham, Canaan. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Ham's sin, like Adam and Cain, affected the world around them. Ham's offspring, Canaan, Ham's descendants, received the curse, not Ham. Japheth would be enlarged and dwell in his brother's successes. And Shem would be blessed of God. And, and we see it played out in the scriptures. When Shem's lineage, Israel, are given by the Lord the land of Canaan. And Israel dwelt in houses they did not build and ate vineyards and ate of the fields that they had not planted. And Israel was told that they got all this not because they were good, but because the people of Canaan were so evil. Was the ancestry of Ham influenced to sin because of Ham's sin?
Then there is Achan, Achan's sin, an Israelite out of the tribe of Judah, whose sin was coveting. Well after all Israel experienced the power and the glory of God being delivered out of the land of bondage. Joshua 7, 5 through 6. And the men of Ai smote of them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shibaram, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide. He and all he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. Israel was troubled. God had been there fighting for them. And quickly, it seemed, he disappeared. Achan's sin brought death to 36 Israelites. Discouragement, shame, loss, where there was supposed to be victory. Joshua 7, 10, 11. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also. And they have put it even among their own stuff. So God's looking at the nation of Israel, not just Achan. When God looks at us, he's looking at the body of Christ, not just you. The nation of Israel was influenced by Achan's sin, but Israel had also other influences. Shem, Abraham, and the other fathers of Israel that submitted to God's word had caused blessings to come upon them. Some societies have contributed curses and some blessings. So that societies that have picked up our Bible and practiced something out of the word have brought blessings to the world. And societies of people who have rejected to the world. Israel needed to get him out. Achan out of this, get him out, before she could win the battles God had put before her. And in the New Testament, we read something similar. 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 8. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. 
Verse 2. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. So here we are in the New Testament, and we see the same scenario. Verse 3, For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Deliver him to Satan? Destroy his flesh? For what purpose? To save. Verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Let me say that again. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Let me say it one more time. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. New Living Translation says it this way. Get rid of the old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let us celebrate the festival, not with the old bread of wickedness and evil, but with the new bread of sincerity and truth. You see, our choices can influence, even today, others beside ourselves. If we don't repent, if we continue in something, it's going to affect the church. It's going to affect our world. It's going to affect our children. We, like Israel, can bring blessings to our world or curses. When we respond to God's word, blessings. When we transgress his word, curses. Deuteronomy 11, 26 and 29. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, 28, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord, verse 29, and thou shalt put it, the blessing upon Mount Gerizim and the curse upon Mount Ebal. So here we are, standing between the two mountains. Choose. Just like Israel, we've got a choice to 
have blessings in our life, in our children's lives, in our church's lives, or curses. If you have not yet been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and have not received the Spirit of God, because you not, do not see it as being necessary, then let's reason together here. Hebrews 9, 16 and 17. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. And then Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, New International Version. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So here we have a will and testament, a testator, and an inheritance. Daddy has to die before the children can inherit the house. This lets us know that the New Testament did not start until the outpouring of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost. For that's the earnest of our inheritance, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So the thief on the cross wasn't in the New Testament. He was still in the Old Testament. The promised new covenant had not yet started. Jeremiah 31, verses 31 and verse 33. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This was the promise that Israel... And I say that to say, if we will obey the first command that came from the first Holy Spirit-filled preacher, Peter the Apostle, who had the keys, when asked for the very first time, what do we do? Peter responded, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Repent, then be baptized, for there's power in the name. Acts 10 and 43 says that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. 
John 20 and 31. And that believing ye might have life through his name. You see, it's not just faith. It's baptism. It's submersion in water. It's repentance beforehand. It's all of it. And, and that name applied to you when you went down in the water. That's the only way our sins can be remitted, by obeying God's word. It is faith and obedience to Christ's baptism that brings remission of sins. Then you are promised the Holy Spirit. The breath of life. The real breath of life. Abundant life. This is when you remove death's power over your life. Power to hurt. O oh, death, where is thy sting? And as you continue to yield to God's word, blessings will overtake all the curses in your life, negating their power just like baptism in Jesus' name and repentance has. Romans 5 and 20 says, But where sin abounded, grace did. When you sinned, and in such a way that it abounded, it went beyond the limits. It's over the top. The cup is full and running over. I don't know about you, but that was me. An old hippie that done a lot of bad stuff. Grace was there to match it. Romans 5 and 20 again. But where sin abounded, grace did much. But match it with much grace. It's like you've got a room that requires a quarter of a gallon to paint. But you've got a gallon. You've got more than what is needed. Romans 5 and 20, but where sin abounded, grace did much more. <laughs> hey, you got two gallons for this quarter gallon that you need. And not just grace, but much more grace. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And not much more grace, but much more abounding grace. When I think of all the junk I did, and I thought it was abounding, I thought, how can God forgive me? God tells me that, hey, buddy, I got more abounding 
than that little puddle that you've got over there and you need to look at how big I am and get your eyes on me instead of the sin in your life because I love you greatly. My arms are spread wide. Come unto me, all that, ye, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is here for you right now. Matthew six thirty three, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Watch what happens when you pray, when you seek his face, when you guard your mouth from speaking evil, when you manifest the grace and the mercy that God gave you to others, when you cast your bread on the waters, when you give, when you seek to know him, all curses will fade away. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst. There's all kinds of things that you can do that God will bless your life and bring abundance to you. God bless you. I hope this has blessed you and caused you to want to grab a hold of more of God and run from sin. God bless. Thank you. That was quick. <laughs> Any questions or comments? You enjoyed that? <laughs>